Hello and welcome to my six-day Christmas special series of Silence, a podcast that gives women in science, technology, engineering and maths, or STEM, an opportunity to be honest and open about what it's really like surviving and thriving in an often male-dominated world. I've reached the half-year mark, which means that each week for the past 26 weeks, an incredible woman in STEM has shared her stories and experiences. She may have been a public figure, the girl next door, or someone from a far-off land. What's special about silence is that all my guests have been deliberately kept anonymous and disguised to ensure that we're not distracted or even intimidated by her achievements or what she looks like. I'm Dr. Shanice O'Mara, also a woman in STEM. I studied mechanical engineering and ended up as a television broadcaster. Through my work reporting on some cutting edge technology and innovation over the years, I've met some incredible females from a diverse range of STEM fields, and some of them have been brave and kind enough to share their personal stories with me on this show. These women have been doing groundbreaking work within the world of STEM, but what has been most impressive and inspiring for me is learning about their human side. Here are some of the best sound bites from across the first 13 episodes. It gets raw, upfront and transparent, and I hope what you hear in the next half an hour, over the next six days, resonates with you too. If so, please do subscribe to Silence, and maybe even leave some comments and reviews. I'd love to have your feedback. Enjoy. I think as a little girl, I very much wanted to see the world and, and know about people learn about people. I used to sit with um, an atlas and talk to my mum about all the different, you know, all the countries and different um, different uh, cultures. I've always been interested in that. Um, and I think, if anything, um, I was really supported by key figures like teachers um, or there may be somebody who always, I think, naturally has come as, as I don't know, almost um, stood out to me where I've, I've seen what they've done or they've talked to me what, about what they've done. Um, and I think where I grew up in the north of England, um, I I wanted just to, I, again, I think I'd just make the most of what um, I could have. And I think within my family, um, I, I saw that with my mum. I feel like work hard and find out what you're passionate about because that passion shows in your work and your enthusiasm. And I feel like people come in to help you when you see that. So if you're at a school where you feel like you're not getting the support you need, try and seek out a mentor, try and see if there is a, an school club or whether your parents have a friend, or I just feel like having that mentor makes such a difference, not only in kind of helping you with the subject and the information, but also giving you that confidence and encouraging you makes such a difference, especially in those formative years. When someone told me like, you can do it, you're going to be successful. Like I believe them because they were a teacher. They were much older than me. They were experienced. It just gave me confidence. So I feel like if they can find a mentor at their school, even if it's a senior at the same school or a professor somewhere else, just having someone like that who can help nurture that, especially at that age, you really value the opinion of someone who is older and more experienced and you really trust it. I felt like that I really trusted it. When someone said, you're good at this, you would be good at that. I believe them. And I thought, oh, you know, I should think more about doing this. I'm really conscious that, you know, sometimes it's luck and and your path forks in a different direction. And sometimes it's encouragement. And sometimes it's just a constitution that's been given the right conditions. I, I I don't really know. I mean, I think with all of that said, the importance of having role models around Um, is a big one. And just seeing people who look like you 
doing the thing you want to do. I mean, that I really do believe in that. We always need someone to motivate and whether it's the role model of a woman in science or I remember watching a woman who was CEO of some big corporate company and she was talking about uh, you know how she got to where she is and how hard she's had to work and then she just put in there at the end about how you know she has to try and be a mom as well and gosh it brought tears to my eyes this woman was in an industry that's completely unrelated to mine but she was saying things I could relate to about how you've had to make sacrifices to get to where you are but that she's doing it and she's actually good at what she does needed to hear that i really needed to hear that we all have days where it's we feel like it's all really hard so i would say there's always a place to have women encouraging other women and saying you can do this it's for those down days it's for the times when everything is just an uphill struggle you need to have someone who's been there done that and said i got through it so keep going it may not have necessarily been from the stance of you're a woman and you can um, do this better than a man but it would be i'm a woman and i've got all these other responsibilities in my life and yeah i can still be good at my job seeing any woman who whatever she's doing whether it's stem related or not seeing any woman passionate about a subject and really fighting for a cause will always be inspiring to me Um, I think it can be very empowering to not feel alone. And that's kind of on an, on an individual basis. I mean, we all sometimes need it, need somebody to relate to who can kind of understand our experiences. I also think that just in general, we would be a lot better off if we had more women in these kinds of fields because, um, Progress really depends on having new ideas, and a great way of getting new ideas is having more diversity in the people who are producing ideas. And I think that's what, for me, I just get so much reward from just seeing that light bulb moment on the short, the smallest of things, um, and um, yeah, just knowing that you've just helped made um, an improvement on somebody's quality of life. I think it's more about how having a good balance of what do you want in your life. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I think the work itself, that, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're a man or if the work is good, the work is good. And I think anyone will appreciate that. I've never, honestly, I've never really noticed a gender issue in all my lifetime. Uh, maybe I've been lucky, but I've been, I've, I have felt just as disadvantaged by or, or insecure by women as I have by, by men. You know, the older a woman gets, the less scope there is for her to, to have a family and, and that sort of thing. And I think that it's a real sort of pain, really, because it's like, on the one hand, you want to be a successful career woman, but on the other hand, biologically, you've only got a certain window in which to actually become a mother. And I think that that's a real, it's almost like a little bit of a curveball, but at the same time, we, we can't change it. So for me, I don't really have the answer. Um, for me, what feels right is to pursue my career. Whether or not I can fit in all the other stuff remains to be seen. But I'm not thinking too hard about it. I'm not worrying too much about it because I really do believe that you know, things happen if they're going to happen. And I've never been the kind of person that sort of tried to like plan every last detail. So I think it's very important to do what makes you happy. And I think right now the only thing that kind of satisfies me and make, makes me feel excited to get up in the morning is to do that project to, you know, um, think creatively for half the day and then the other half of the day use my more mathematical side. That kind of stuff really, really satisfies me. So for now, I think that's enough. I still believe that 
if you if you reach out to people you should be able, you 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 you're likely to find um mentors or role models and failing that actually there are a lot of men who support women as well there are a lot of men who who are aware that there's there's an issue in terms of gender equality in in stem areas and they're quite willing to to support the younger generation of women as well so i've i've been i've been I've been able to benefit from a few um, men mentors myself. So there are people out there, regardless of um, um, the agenda, who are willing to help. So you know, I, I I wouldn't let that stop me if I were young, if I were a young person in engineering or um, maths or or science today. Whether you know I had a female mentor or a male mentor, the point is I would go after the knowledge wherever it is. Um, I think I lack. Um, a lot of um, respect. I had to gain my respect and I feel like I recently got the respect of um, my fellow teammates and managers after two years of working. People didn't trust me and people did definitely go out of their way since we're such a fast paced company, walk up to me and ask me, you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing it this way? And in a in kind of a tone that I didn't hear asked of the other peers. Like I was less trustworthy in a way. Uh, some of the role models I've had were kind of like positions that I wanted to be one day. Having that space has been really, really helpful for me. And that's something that, you know, hopefully in the future will carry on, carry into the industry um, as people my age start getting into the industry and being able to do that. And knowing that there is, you know, for lack of a better term, a sisterhood that goes on. Um, in school, out of school, doing anything. Being a woman in STEM can be really fun and really rewarding. Even if sometimes there's like guys who don't think you belong there or there's, you know, you feel like you have to put in an extra level of work to be taken seriously. If you like what you do and this is what you like to do, then this is what you should be doing. Yeah, I think the only time like, I ever really noticed gender was playing sports. And I, I'm, I was a very sporty kid. And I'm still sporting now. I think that's the only time I've ever really recognised that I'm a woman because, you know, as a woman, you can't necessarily run as fast as a man and you can't necessarily throw as far. And I think that does sort of like put things into a slight perspective, but it's all physical. Most of what we do in life is actually more of a mental process. So I think from a mental point of view, or, um, where it comes to, when it comes to using the brain, there is no real uh, limitation to what we can achieve as men or women. Uh, very proud to say that. I also know, I forget the statistic, but a lot of women also drop out of mechanical engineering um, during the transition between um, graduation and getting that first job. I was very conscious of that fact. So I told myself my first job has to be a hardcore uh, mechanical engineering job. So um, I've been working now. I graduated two years ago. So I've been working at the same company uh, for two years, and it's been um, a crazy but amazing experience there. I, I also think sometimes we, we don't learn certain things about ourselves until we've been stress tested to sort of use an engineering term. Um, certainly, that's what I found, that some of the times when I'm under the most stress is when I come to realize um, sometimes, you know, just what my mental state is sneaks up on me because I don't realize that I'm taking on too much and trying to do too much until, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back. 
kind of an ongoing process. <laughs> not ignored, but sometimes not appreciated for all the work that we do. The earlier you start asking questions, uh, the better. And don't be afraid if you end up not going down the road you expected, um, because you will always come back to what you really love doing and what works for you. I've got some friends who aren't, aren't going to continue working in the field that they, they studied in now. They're going on to something else. And I think that's about life is, um, you know, we don't always have to go down this one path just because, you know, it's important to get education. It's important to be able to study and apply ourselves. But some people don't go on and, um, you know, do um, additional courses and they do, do excel in their call you know excel in their careers some some choose to be stay-at-home parents um, and then go into something later on at life don't be afraid to ask questions to people and reach out for help i've had a really interesting relationship with failure um but ultimately i can say that i look back and it was the fear of failure that kept me going forward is it such a negative thing i don't think so like it used to be crippling to the point where like i wouldn't even want to start but i think for the most part, it's been like my driving force, you know, and so there's a part of me that's grateful for it, you know, because I think without that, I wouldn't be as far along as I am today. So I think it's like a love hate relationship. I would just ask, like, I wasn't afraid to ask if I didn't know the answer. And I think that comes from going to an all girls school and having that confidence where they always encouraged us. Like, if you don't know something, ask someone, there are resources to help you. Doing work that is at the forefront is lonely and it, it definitely takes courage. And yet I, I do think there's courage on display across so many kinds of trailblazing industries or be it, be it immigrants who came to a new country to pursue their dreams, whatever it is. Um, I think change requires courage. And then you just make a choice. Do you just want to survive or do you want to leave the world better than you found it? And sometimes I have that feeling of like, you know, when I get a job, like when I actually become an epidemiologist, you know, I feel like I'm going to be a fraud. Like, I don't know. It's just like this feeling of like, I'm not meant to be here because sometimes, you know, I still compare my mind. Like um, I do, I do have an interest in science, but you know, I'm still that person that reads like fantasy books and stuff like that. So it's like, sometimes I do compare my mental space to other people's mental spaces. It's funny you should say that because, gosh, there are moments of those, of course. Yeah, exactly how you just said it. Where you go, why am I doing this? I've had, you know, hairy moments where I go, okay, you know, I'm just going to go and be a lifeguard and just sit by a pool and I'm not doing this job anymore. Um, and it's at those moments you wait, you wobble and then you get through whatever it is and then you go, oh God, I love this job really. It is um, pretty difficult whenever you do have to compete for some of the same things and since there aren't as so I don't like to say that there aren't as many opportunities but um sometimes whenever you do see uh like these amazing women not get accepted to these grad schools or not get accepted to these research internships or um, have a professor turn them down for research um it is a little disheartening and you see that well if they couldn't get accepted and I haven't done as much research as them I can't get accepted either um, it does make you want to feel more competitive because you sometimes tend to think that it's because you're a woman or, um, or something along those lines. And so I'm not really sure if I have like a great way to, um, I guess to overcome that thought process or 
there's a lot out there that works against us, you know, I think. And, you know, it has to be the courage to overcome whatever each next thing is, you know, even the courage to like overcome our own thought processes, you know, and to know that like you, you are where you should be, I guess. But it's interesting because I had a real fear when I decided to try for a family that I might lose my momentum a little bit or I might lose my um, passion for the job. Because essentially what my job is, I'm there for people when they are needing help with their pets. And so and and when I'm there, I'm I'm 100% there. And so, of course, when you're a mother, I was worrying that that would take me away from that responsibility a little bit. So when I did become a mother... I realized I bet better get quite good at compartmentalizing my life. And that's how I dealt with it. So, you know, when I'm at work, I really do just focus on that. And I'm still trying to achieve this. But when I leave work, I'm really trying very hard to to put that to bed. And when I'm at home, I'm, I'm, you know, a mom again. That's an ongoing struggle. I love what I do. So when I come home, I'm still thinking about it and still want to talk about it. And, you know, the way I sort of handle it is that I just try and time manage Failure is sometimes a really good teacher. And hopefully that means that it's worth it to take a chance. Because when even when things don't work out, you'll learn something from it. Um, I know for me, something that's been a motivating factor uh, is fear of regret. So sometimes when I'm not sure whether I want to pursue something, um, for example, whether I want to major in aerospace engineering, um, I think to myself, well, in X many years, five years, 10 years down the line, how will I feel if I didn't try? And sometimes for me, at least personally, that that can help as a motivator. It calls out that learning how to learn is almost more important than what you're learning. And I feel similarly about mental health in that it, or it goes back to the oxygen mask rule kind of thing, put your mask on or else you can't, you know, before you help others, because if you can't figure out how to stabilize your own well-being, then irrespective of the subject matter, you will not be able to excel. And, you know, I think too many people um, put up with, an enormous amount of stressors on a daily basis in their workplace without ever questioning that those things may be detracting from their ability to contribute or to excel or to continue learning. It's like when you're just getting by and you're not really paying attention to, to optimizing you know, yourself, then how are you delivering well in the workplace um, or with your family You know, when you're stretched thin? So I definitely agree with you. I think that well-being and I, like, I think some of it's cultural. We're lucky that we live in a time when people are talking more about therapy and mindfulness and presence and all of those things. You know, we're starting to question a culture of busyness where you're bragging about how little you slept. I think that self-awareness also underpins that and knowing what you need and how you work well, each of us. Like I said earlier, at the core of who we are, we want belonging and we want um, we want to have people around us who encourage us, who, who validate us. Now, if you don't have that, I think your outlook on life um, might be more aggressive than it should be. Um, 
because I know personally from my experience that just having the support of my friends, especially when when I, I face obstacles, telling me just keep going, things will happen, don't worry about the situation now, I, you know, just keep going, put in the hours, put in the work, it's possible. I think that always, without fail, takes me out of a rut when I get down sometimes and encourages me to just keep going and then I, I realize that actually they are right. Actually, things are going well now. So I think it's it's invaluable really to have an amazing support net, network and investing in those networks actually is what is what comes back to you. You know, you know, finding time to spend with family and friends, creating new friendships. You know, being being comfortable with leaving your comfort zone sometimes. Um, but yeah. I, I think it's it's essential that you have a, a good support network supporting you and cheering you on. That's it for today. Isn't there something so liberating about letting your guard down and speaking your truth? It's not easy being in a minority as a woman in STEM or otherwise, but through this Christmas compilation series of six episodes, I hope you get some inspiration and comfort on how to be your best self and live up to your own fullest potential. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and catch you tomorrow for episode three.